0: Good morning and welcome to Blueprint for Wealth. I'm Wayne Zell, your host of this very fast-paced half hour of special topics and special guests that are designed to help you realize your personal dreams of wealth and freedom. The show is brought to you by Zell Law, an estate and business planning law firm located in Reston, Virginia, and representing clients all across the Washington, D.C. metro area and around the country. If you'd like to know more about Zell Law, visit us on our website at www.zelllaw.com. Or if you'd like to make an appointment, call us at 571-203-9355. Today, we're going to be talking about single-member limited liability companies. We've talked about LLCs a lot on this show. They provide lots of benefits. They provide asset protection. They may even be able to provide you with estate planning benefits, depending on the types of transactions that you're contemplating. But a single-member LLC is unique. And we have many clients at Zell Law who come to us and ask us, how do I form a a company that will provide me with limited liability protection so that if a creditor comes after me in the company, they can't go after my personal assets? And likewise, is my business protected in a single member LLC if something happens outside the LLC to me personally? Well, let's explore this issue a little bit further. The LLC is touted for tax flexibility and asset protection benefits. While valid, single-member LLCs are ripe for claims by creditors to pierce through the limited liability protection provided by state statutes all across the United States. For example, the Creditor may argue that the LLC is merely your alter ego if you're a single member LLC, and they could say that there's no difference between you or the LLC. And that means that the owner loses the asset protection benefits and becomes personally liable for the debts of the company. The basics of LLC well, what is a single member LLC? The person who owns the ownership interest, like shares, in an LLC is known as the member. It's the equivalent of a shareholder in a corporation. As the name implies, a single member LLC is a company that has only one owner. It may be an individual or it may be another entity, like a holding company. It's legally viable and protects the owner from the debts of the company. But many owners are waiving this protection because of something known as the alter ego argument that creditors raise. The asset protection by an LLC is based on a legal fiction. Under the law, the LLC is treated as a physical purpose independent of the member owner. As long as this separation is maintained, the debts and obligations of the LLC do not pass through to the member. Many single-member LLCs don't maintain the separation properly. Instead, the companies appear to be shams to the creditors, and the creditors argue that because they are shams, they should be able to pierce right through the limited liability protection. When a judge looks at the facts, the protections of the company may be set aside if the facts indicate that the member is treating the LLC as his or her or its alter ego. That exposes the owner or the member to unlimited liability. The number one problem that most LLCs have is just making sure that you follow the formalities and do the paperwork. You've probably read that LLCs are great for small businesses because they require very little paperwork. And while that may be a technical truism, the lack of paperwork could be dangerous if the LLC is attacked. In other words, A valid running business always has paperwork to support its existence. A sham company, on the other hand, doesn't have any paperwork supporting it. So there are two particular areas where you need to be cautious. The first is making sure that you've got an operating agreement, even if it's a single member LLC. Many people set up these entities through cheap online services, and they may get a nice fake leather book and articles of organization stamped by the Secretary of State. But they may also receive a bunch of forms that haven't been filled out, including an operating agreement, which is absolutely critical. If the forms are not filled out, and even the, and they may not even be applicable to a single-member LLC, then they have no purpose whatsoever. If your corporate book has to be produced. In a lawsuit with a creditor, it could be a disaster. So, proving the legitimacy of the LLC by having a separate operating agreement may be a critical factor. The second problem is documenting the activities of the LLC. Again, corporations normally keep minutes of the board of directors and shareholders, and one of the benefits some people tout of an LLC is not having to keep those records but i submit that keeping good meticulous records of all activities approved by the members or the managers of the llc even a single member llc is critical to establishing its legitimacy so if you're a member of an of a single member llc if you own a single member llc and you own 100% of this limited liability company make sure that you're following all the formalities keeping good records having separate bank accounts for each LLC and observing the formalities that you normally would have with an LLC. In addition, one of the things that you need to be aware of is that courts are not viewing single-member LLCs favorably from the member's perspective. Let me explain what I'm talking about. Normally, the remedy that's available to a creditor of you as an owner of a single member LLC is known as a charging charging order. And we've talked about charging orders on this show before. If someone gets a charging order, they don't step into the shoes of the member. They merely act as an assignee of the member's interest. So that if somebody else is still controlling the LLC as a manager of the LLC, then the creditor cannot compel the LLC, to liquidate and distribute its assets to the creditor in satisfaction of a judgment. This has become a big issue for single-member LLCs across the country. The first case where this was really decided was the Albright case out of Colorado. And subsequently, a case known as Modonlo out of Maryland, both bankruptcy court cases, found that a creditor did not merely have to have a charging order. It could step into the shoes of a single member of a single member LLC and go after the business assets. This was recent, recently uh, upheld by the Florida Supreme Court in the Olmstead decision in June of 2010. In the Olmstead case, the Supreme Court of the state of Florida ruled on a similar question. Can a court order a judgment debtor? meaning you if you're the owner of a single-member LLC, to surrender all your right and title and interest in your single-member LLC to satisfy an outstanding judgment against you. The Florida Supreme Court concluded that the charging order remedy available under Florida law was not the exclusive remedy, and they allowed the judgment creditor to step into the shoes of the individual who was the single-member of the single member LLC, and therefore could compel a liquidation of the entity. Now, this is a serious issue because many people are setting up single member LLCs across the country. Does this indicate that the individuals who are setting up businesses today should not be using the LLC form if they're the only owners of the entity? Maybe, particularly in a bankruptcy context, we cannot guarantee that the courts are going to look favorably on a single member LLC with respect to the owner's judgment creditors. So therefore, a corporation may be a better choice if you're not willing to allow a second member to come in to the ownership of the entity. Now, it's possible that a husband and wife could create a single member LLC for tax purposes, but have it be treated as more than that for purposes of asset protection? Or could you bring in a family member or a child or someone else to own a small percentage interest in the LLC to give you more ability to argue that you should be entitled to asset protection because you are no longer standing as a single member LLC? So if your judgment creditor comes after you and tries to attack the validity of the LLC, and go after its assets, then your argument may be stronger if you have another member owning the LLC that's not your alter ego, meaning that it's not just another entity that you control and you're the sole owner of. The courts look through these arrangements, and it's not just substance over form. They look to see who really is owning this other interest. And if there's true independence of ownership, meaning that you cannot control the other owner's decision process, then you may have actually created a protection that the Olmstead case threw out, at least in the Florida statutes. Now, that doesn't mean that Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. would react the same. But we do know that the Madonlow case in Maryland indicated, at least in the bankruptcy context, that a single-member LLC could be pierced by the owner's creditors. So, once again, we're looking at asset protection for you from the LLC's creditors, and we know how to do that. Observe the formalities, do all the paperwork on an annual basis, record minutes of all of your activities that really should be recorded, and keep good books and records, separate bank accounts, etc. From the perspective of protecting the business from your creditors, it may be harder in a single-member LLC, particularly in light of these recent cases and particularly in light of the Olmstead case. If you've got questions about setting up a new entity, give us a call at 571-203-9355 and we'll be happy to help you. I'm Wayne Zell, and you're listening to Blueprint for Wealth. And right after these messages, we'll have our special guest. And stay tuned.